according to the word. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much again for who you are, for all that you have done, and all that you are doing even now. As we embark on today's study, I pray your Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And my prayer is that everyone will be forever changed for the better. Having a better understanding of your word and ultimately a closer walk with you. So be glorified that as we look to you for all things. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Our topic for today, kind of take a note of it. Keep this in mind and you won't be left behind. Keep this in mind and you won't be left behind. The mind is a powerful thing. You know, we, we think about what we want for lunch and that's what we buy and eat. Because that's what we're thinking about. We think about what we want to drive, a car we like, or a house we want, and that's what we get. Now the question is, how often do we think about our eternity? Being real now, how often do we think about our eternity? Where will we be for eternity? Also, do we think about the rapture? Now some people don't even know what the rapture is. The rapture is not the second coming of Christ Jesus. The rapture is the church. We who are waiting on his return, meeting him in the air. We're leaving this earth, meeting him in the air. That's the rapture. And there are many out there that believe that they just want to live this life and have it to the full, enjoy this life here and now, which is cool, but don't keep your mind only on earthly things. You got to keep your mind on heavenly things. You got to focus. You got to make sure the way you're walking, the way you're talking, you'll give God glory. So when he's taking his people home, you will be in the group that gets raptured out of here. Amen? Amen. The first place I want to show you is in Philippians chapter 4. Someone is wondering what's going on in the Middle East and all these bombings and everything. Over a hundred people dead between Palestine, Palestinians and the Israelites. And it's sad what's going on. However, God is still in control. And we have to pray for them because they're people. But also keep in mind, we have to watch what's going on in the Middle East. Because God promised to supernaturally defend Israel. And when you see these things happening, it makes you, uh, makes us look up even more. You do realize that the rapture could happen today, right? Amen. Well, I got very few amen with that one. <laughs> you do realize that we could go to heaven today, right? Yes, amen. I'm telling somebody's thinking, oh, don't let it be today, Pastor. I ain't ready yet. <laughs> well, get ready. You know, now's not a time to be wasted. Nothing irritates you. Uh, well, some things irritate us more, but one of the things that irritates me personally is when, when I tell someone, okay, I'm coming to pick you up. I'll be there in an hour. Then I say, I'll be there in a half hour. I'm on my way. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'll be there in five minutes. Let me text them. I'm outside. And you still got to wait 10 minutes for them to come outside. Or more. Or more. <laughs> That's irritating. 
waiting. Well, guess what? Jesus is not going to wait. When the rapture happens, boom, we're out of here. You're either ready or not. So, I'm advising you right now, keep your mind on these things, my friends. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 real quick, and then we'll go to some other places. It says this in verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. The Apostle Paul said to the Philippians, look here, practice. Put these things into mind. Keep in mind all these things that are good and right and honorable and pure and true. The Word of God describes all these things he's talking about. We're supposed to be thinking about the Word of God all the times. All the time. See, there are many things we can talk about in this area of things about what to keep in mind. But what I want to talk about as the Spirit of God lead is the rapture. It's the road less traveled. Most pastors are not talking about the rapture because they just care about the dollars that they're making here on earth. I want to see brothers and sisters make it to heaven. Let's do a quick heaven check. Anybody excited about heaven? Put your hand up. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you're not excited about heaven, you got issues. If you think that your earthly dwelling is way nicer than heaven, you're whacked in the head. Something wrong with you. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for us, his people. I know I'm going to have a nice mansion in heaven. Amen. I don't care what my house looks like here on earth. In heaven, it's going to blow everything away. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm excited about that. Alright, so let's look at some raptures. The first one I want to look at is in Genesis chapter 5. Genesis, and don't you dare go to the table of contents trying to find Genesis. Genesis chapter 5. <laughs> so where is that Genesis book again? <laughs> All right, Genesis chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 21. Oh, wait a second. Did we pass out the things to the youngsters? We did? Okay, good. Anyone need a Bible? Deacon Steve got Bibles back there and pens and all that to take them back in notes. Alright, so let's look at verse 21. Let's look at Enoch. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. Now, who was Methuselah? The oldest recorded individual in the Bible. So if someone called you Methuselah, they're messing with you. <laughs> so... After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God. Watch this now. For another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years in total, walking in close fellowship 
God. No, they mentioned close fellowship with God twice. There's a reason for that. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. He was raptured out of here. God took him. It is so important to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Not at a distance, but in close fellowship in order for us to stay rapture ready. Your key point number one, write this down. Being ready to be taken means our sinful ways are forsaken and we humbly follow Jesus every day we awaken. I know he got you see my rhyme will make you remember some things being ready to be taken means our sinful ways are forsaken and we humbly follow Jesus every day we awaken the spirit of God does things in his way and I used to remember some well I still remember some sinful things that I used to do like I used to have an anger issue. Used to get mad real quick and be up in someone's face. Say, if you bad, touch a button. I dare you to. <laughs> I know, I know, it was bad. All right? But I had to be delivered from that. I had to say, God, save me from that. Take it away. Let me forgive faster. Let me love faster. And the more I forsake my sinful ways, the closer fellowship I can have with God. And that's what we all got to do. We got to forsake our sinful ways, get close to God so we can be ready for this rapture. Can you imagine the people who are left behind when the rapture happens? They're going to be mad. Especially if they went to church that morning. <laughs> You can go to church every day of the week, but you're not transformed until you become the church. Big difference. Become the church? What does that mean? When you walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, when you love like Jesus, forgive like Jesus, you are the church. And that's what makes the difference. When you're putting your own ideas and your own thing that, because sometimes we hold on to some things and, you know, it dominates our thoughts and the actions follow what we think about. We don't want that to happen. We want to make sure we're thinking about heaven and pleasing Jesus so that we can keep on moving in that direction of heaven. Because that's where we're going. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to show you another rapture. Go with me to Judges. This rapture is not talking about, not spoken about too often, but go to Judges chapter 13. I love this year rapture. Right after Joshua, Judges 13. This is the rapture of the angel who gave Manoah some good message. All right, let's start in verse 8. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, saying, Lord, please, let the man of God come back to us again and give us more instructions about the son who is to be born. Because first, the angel appeared to his wife, 
and then um, you know he prayed for the angel to come back so God answered Manoah's prayer verse 9 and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field but her husband Manoah was not with her so she quickly ran and told her husband the man who appeared to me the other day is here again Manoah ran back with his wife and asked are you the man who spoke to my wife the other day yes he replied I am so Manoah asked him when your words come true because he believed what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work the angel of the Lord replied be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave her she must not eat grapes or raisins drink wine or any other alcoholic drink or eat any forbidden food then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord please stay here until we can prepare a young goat for you to eat so you see they like curry goat back in those days too you see you see you didn't know that I will stay the angel of the Lord replied but I will not eat anything however you may prepare a burnt offering as a sacrifice to the Lord Manoah didn't realize it was the angel of the Lord then Manoah asked the angel of the Lord what is your name for when all this comes true we want to honor you why do you ask my name the angel of the Lord replied it's too wonderful for you to understand then Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered it on a rock as a sacrifice to the Lord now watch this and as Manoah and his wife watched the Lord did an amazing thing as the flames from the altar shot up toward the sky the angel of the Lord ascended in the fire he was raptured in the fire when Manoah and his wife saw this they fell with their faces to the ground now this is funny watch this then the angel did not appear again to Manoah and his wife Manoah finally realized it was the angel of the Lord and he said to his wife we will certainly die for we have seen God you know sometimes you need your wife to calm you down and give you some good advice but his wife said if the Lord were going to kill us he would not have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering he wouldn't have appeared to us and told us this wonderful thing and done these miracles she had to talk some sense into him because sometimes guys get a little crazy when her son was born she named him Samson and the Lord blessed him as he grew up now my friends the reason why we want to read this is because God is still in the rapture business and we gotta keep these things in mind I'm excited about I can't wait for the rapture day because when I see Jesus face to face oh man I just want to give him a big hug one time and say thank you <sighs> I'm looking forward to that day now let's look at another fiery rapture will you go with me to second Kings 1 hallelujah Jesus you guys want to write all these things down so you can talk to your friends about the rapture because some people don't want to hear about it they're thinking oh it's just a myth that will never happen you know actually 2nd Kings chapter 2 not 2nd Kings 1 2nd Kings chapter 2 starting in verse 1 and I'll read you this real quick because it's all good but I want you to see this what the Spirit of God is saying here when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in the whirlwind 
Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. Because Elisha, being a prophet, a man of God, already knew Elijah was going to be taken from him that day. He says, I ain't leaving your side. Uh-uh. I got to see this. <laughs> Verse 3. The group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered. But be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together to Jericho. Then a group of prophets from Jericho, another group of prophets, right, came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered. But be quiet. Be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided. And the two of them went across on dry ground. Remember in the book of Joshua, the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Well, Elijah did the same thing. Now watch this. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken away? He didn't say, Elisha, you know, God is taking me today. Because he already knows Elisha is a prophet. So he knows God revealed it to him already. So he just asks, you know, what can I do for you before I'm taken away? And Elisha replied, please let me inherit, you know, a nice mansion in Jerusalem. He didn't say that. He didn't say, let me get 20 camels and two donkeys. He didn't say that. This is what he said. Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor oh my goodness this is a real man of God because his mind is on spiritual things his mind is on things way greater than what this earth can offer and that's where our mind gotta be on heaven, on spiritual things, the future, the eternal future, not just temporary. Anybody can plan and get a 401k plan and, and all these little things. Yeah, hey, I want to retire, I want to do this and that. Okay, yeah, but what about your eternity? Newsflash, everyone lives forever. And just a reminder, it's going to be in the smoking section or the non-smoking section. The non-smoking section is just fine for me. So now, he says he want to be successor. Now Elijah said to him, You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. And then he says, If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. As they were walking along, Man, 
I wish I had a drum roll. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can you imagine how spectacular that must have been? The two of them walking along, and here comes a chariot of fire between them, and just take Elijah up into heaven. That is powerful. Couple of things. The fire didn't burn him. Because God's fire will take us higher, not make us be in the deep fat fire. <laughs> Look at the three Hebrew boys. They're walking along in the fire, but with Jesus, they don't get burned. We won't get burned once we stay close to Jesus. I'm excited about this rapture thing. Because I know when it happens, I'm going. I can speak for me. Each of us have to say to ourselves, whether you look in the mirror or looking at whatever, and say, I'm going to be in the rapture. Whatever sinful things I'm practicing on the side, I am going to quit that. I'm going to make sure I'm living for Jesus so that I can be in the rapture when he comes for his people. We got to decide that for ourselves. You can't play around with this, my friend. Rapture happened. Don't come banging on the door. Jesus still ministering. Let me in. Let me. You can break the glass and come in all you want. I ain't going to be here. Tell you right now. Don't get left behind. That's all I'm saying. The devil is good at presenting all these things to make us sin and do all that. You got to resist them. Resist him. Now, verse 12, real quick, let me wrap this area up. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress because he missed Elijah. So Elisha picked up, his, picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord of the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elisha went across. So he got what he desired. Glory be to God. Your key point number two. It is no secret what God can do. What he did for Elijah, he will do for me and you. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is no secret. All the prophets knew what was going on. Everyone knows what the Bible says about the rapture. So when it happens, don't be surprised. You're going to be mad if you're left behind, but you shouldn't be surprised. Because you know it's coming. It is no secret what God can do. What he did for Elijah, he will do for me and you. People want to play games with this thing and be like, oh, well, you know, I've been hearing all my life that Jesus is coming back. He ain't showed up yet, so I can just keep on living like the devil's stepson. Not good. Because you come when you least expect it, like a thief in the night. You know, a thief coming in the night and you fast asleep snoring, and the thief.
leave, get what you want to get and leave, you wake up and like, oh, I've been robbed. That's going to happen with some people. Get left behind and be like, I've been robbed by the devil. I'm supposed to be in the rapture. Stop letting the devil rob you then. Walk uprightly. No good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 84 and 11. The book of Acts. Let's look at the rapture of Jesus real quick. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Power. Let me hear somebody say power. power. Now, what does the power do for us when we receive the Holy Spirit power? Let's read on. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So all of us who are bugging out about Jesus, we are showing the world and the devil that we have some power. If you're quiet, if you're mute about the truth, you ain't exercising your power. But when you open your mouth, when you send a text message, an email, all these, I can't remember all these fandangles, WhatsApp, Twitter, Flipper, all these things. Alright? When you're using your resources to get the word of God out, you're exercising your power. That's what the Spirit of God does. Now, some people are like, I ain't telling nobody. I'm, I, I, some people don't even let others know that they're a Christian. They get along. People who are not saved, they curse like them. They're engaging all the, you know, ungodly conversations like them. They're doing everything just like the world when they get around those people. Then they may come to church and they're like, praise the Lord, hallelujah. God is good. They switch like a ground lizard that goes against a brown tree and turns brown and goes against a green leaf and turns green. Don't do that. If you're a Christian, be a Christian 24-7. You can't be the church and be the devil at the same time. That's contradicting. It's time to pick a side and say, I'm not going to struggle the fence no more. I'm not going to be lukewarm no more because if we're lukewarm, he will spit us out of his mouth. You ever drink lukewarm tea? I love my tea icy, cold, or steamy, hot. I cannot drink it lukewarm. I try, one day I did, forgot, I put my teacup down and I drink it. It was, wow, I can't drink that. Put it in the microwave. Got to heat it up. Are you lukewarm to Jesus today? Because if you're lukewarm, you need to get hot. And you got to make some choices. Sometimes you have to cut some friends loose. Because they're trying to steer you in the wrong direction. Yes, and some family as well. Some family member, let's face it, there's only one way to describe them. They're the devil. 
in the word of God, then the devil, oh, why do you have to always go to church? Why do you have to always reading your Bible? Why do you have to be praying all the time? I'm about to eat my food. I don't want to get poisoned. Thank you. And they get all these reasons why we shouldn't give God praise. They're the devil. You just don't see their satanic badge that they have in their pocket. But they have a Satan ID badge. They put it in their pocket so you don't see it. People think you're going to see the horn sticking out and the tail wagging. No, you're not going to see that. The devil is smarter than that. But people got their little ID card. Maybe invisible to the holder. But they know they got it. Because they know who their allegiance is to. If our allegiance is to God, let us live that way. Let us walk that way, talk that way, and give God some glory. Amen? Amen? So, this is what Jesus did, or what happened to Jesus, after he told us about the power that we have to spread the good news. In verse 9 of Acts chapter 1, it says, After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, Two white robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Hallelujah, Jesus! I'm looking forward to that. Anybody want to see our rapture? Alright, let's go to Thessalonians 4. First Thessalonians 4, let me show you real quick. Our rapture. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, I'm excited about it. What a day of rejoicing that's going to be. Hoo-wee. Okay. First Thessalonians 4, starting in verse 15, the Apostle Paul says something very powerful. He says this, We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living, when the Lord returns, will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air not on earth meet him in the air then we will be with the Lord forever so encourage each other with these words hallelujah Jesus that's what our rapture is going to look like we're going to hear the trumpet sound some people are going to be like well what if I'm deaf you don't think God can give you earrings so you can hear the trumpet sound are you kidding me? <laughs> Everybody who is deaf, blind, dumb, <laughs> everybody's going to be raptured if they are ready for the rapture because we're going to get a glorified body. I know you think you're fine now. I know you look in the mirror and say, I'm God's gift to the humankind. I'm so fine, you know, I should pay a fee. Because I'm an endangered species. <laughs> I know some people spend an hour in the mirror 
because they figured they have to look like a doll. That's okay. But just remember, you're getting a glorified body. You're getting a different body. I know you figure I love my body now, but it's not going to be as fine as the body you're going to get. We're going to get a body that cannot die. We're going to get a body that don't get old. People that all these things they're putting on their faces, the, the surgeries they're doing, trying to make themselves look younger, regenerational things and all that. You still going to get old. But, but with the glorified body, you're going to stay young and fresh for millions of years. nothing we're going to be perfect I'm excited about that it's crazy if you had me you know I play sports and all that right now there's a little bit of pain in my right knee you know I couldn't even walk too good last weekend because my foot was hurting but now to God's glory I'm excited because I know when I see my Jesus I'll be pain free Will I not be pain free? Revelation 21 said there will be no more crying or dying or sorrow. No more paying taxes. Well, it doesn't say no more paying taxes. But we won't have to pay no taxes. Alright? We won't have to worry about paying bills. No light bill. No mortgage. No car payment. No, none of that. No visa and credit card payment. Listen, I'm looking forward to them days. You talk about pain free, hanging out with the Almighty. If you're not excited about that, something wrong with you. You need to pray and say, God, reveal to me what's wrong with me because I ain't thinking about you every day. That's a problem. You need to think about Him every day and stay ready for the rapture. Keep wondering if you write this down. Let us keep heaven in mind. Walk in line. And let our actions reflect the sunshine, Jesus. And sun spelled S-O-N. Let us keep heaven in mind. Walk in line. Because if you're not walking the straight and narrow path, you ain't ready yet. If you're still walking the broad path, you need to repent. Walk the straight and narrow path, okay? Let us keep heaven in mind. Walk in line. And let our actions reflect the sunshine, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love it. Why? Because by walking in line, we will hear from God so we can do the things He wants us to do and be rewarded with the rapture coming through real soon. I'm believing it. When you're done there, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 11. I want to show you something real quick. Luke chapter 11, verse 33 just to encourage somebody about the sun shining and walking in the light. Um, the Spirit of God had me add this um, last minute to the sermon, so somebody need to hear this regarding shining our light and being the Christians we're called to be. It says this in Luke 11:33: No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where, it light, where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is a lamp 
that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light, watch this now, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. And I stress that because it's a scary place to think you are saved and you are not. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. The problem is people shine their light temporarily or occasionally in different places and do different things. But then they get around dark people and the light is extinguished. That to me is hypocrisy. You can't do that. If you're going to shine your light in Fort Lauderdale, shine your light in New York, Atlanta, Jamaica, wherever you go. Don't just shine your light in your church home and then when you get to your home home, you're living in darkness. Or just when you get around your friends at the job, you're living in darkness. Or you go to the store, you're living in darkness. No, shine your light everywhere. Amen. Don't be hypocritical with it. And I'm going to put that in there because the Spirit of God don't want you to perish. It's not His will that any should perish, but that all should repent and have everlasting life. It doesn't matter what we're dealing with, what we're faced with, what we've been doing, we all have an opportunity to repent. We all sin far short of glory of God. But you don't keep on sinning and expect God to keep on blessing. It ain't going to work that way. Alright? Just want to encourage someone. Because I feel in my heart of hearts that the rapture is going to happen sooner rather than later. And I just want to make sure the church is ready. One thing I know, you can't say to yourself, no one told me this is going to happen. That would be a lie with a capital L. <laughs> Don't be out like that. Uh, let's go to the good book again in Revelation chapter 11. Revelation, we're going to look at one more rapture before we wrap this up. We're almost done. I love this rapture because this is a rapture where all the enemies are watching. Normally, the other raptures, you got friendly people watching. This rapture, the enemy is going to be watching these men of God. Revelation 11, let's look at the two witnesses. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I love when God shows his power so the world knows who is in charge. Revelation 11, let's start in verse 1. Then I was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar, and count the number of worshippers. But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has, has been turned over to the nations. They will trample the holy city for 42 months, which is three and a half years. Like I told you guys before, the first three and a half years after the rapture, the enemy is going to dominate. The Antichrist is going to have people doing a whole bunch of foolishness. But then the second three and a half years, he's going to make it mandatory for everyone to get the mark of the beast. Alright? So we're not going to go too much into that right now, but you know, I want you to keep that in mind. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will be clothed in burlap, and will prophesy during those 
1260 days. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire flashes from their mouth and consumes their enemies. So they will speak fire and burn people. I know somebody is wishing they can do that right now. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh my goodness. It won't be long. But don't do it. Don't do it. Go back. I'm going to find you. <laughs> don't do it. Let's pray for them. Forgive them and pray that they get saved. Okay. <laughs> This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. Verse 6, they have power to shut the sky so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy. And they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they wish. Now that's their time to do that. But when they complete their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the bottomless pit will declare war against them, and he will conquer them and kill them. And their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city that is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, the city where the Lord was crucified. And for three and a half days, all peoples, not just the people in Israel, all peoples, tribes, language, and nations will stare at their bodies. They're going to have them on every TV station around the world. Say, look, we got the prophets. They are dead now. Look at them lying in the streets. All right? Their bodies going to be on display. And it says this, no one will be allowed to bury them. All the people who belong to this world will gloat over them and give presents to each other to declare the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. They're going to celebrate the two men of God that passed away. But, let me hear somebody say, but, after three and a half days, God breathed life into them and they stood up. Terror struck all the all who were staring at them. Then a loud voice from heaven called out to the two prophets, Come up here! And they rose to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched in heaven. Don't you love when God vindicates you, justifies you in front of the enemy? When someone accuses you of lying and the truth came out and they said, uh-huh, I told you I was speaking the truth. We love that. Can you imagine your enemy standing there when you were dead and you're floating up to heaven like, yeah, what can you do now? I'm going back with God. Unbelievable stuff. Oh, don't miss this, my friends. And we are going to be already raptured before this happens. And we're going to be cheering them on. Say, look at the two prophets coming up. Look at the heaven. My friends, this is what we need to get excited about. I know you love your soap opera. <laughs> your TV show. Whatever it is that you love. But get excited about the word of God. And what is to come. Get excited. So you can be a part of it. Amen. Key point number four, the final key point, write this down. 
trust in God's army. The enemy serves up automatically. But when the behavior sounds, we will be with Jesus instantly. Now that happened. When we enlist in God's army, the enemy shows up automatically. He's going to come because he's going to try and turn us back and get us to give in our faith and come back to the world. He's going to show up automatically. But don't worry about it. But when the trumpet sounds, we will be with Jesus instantly. He's going to say, come up here, and there we go. Hallelujah, Jesus. Then guess what Satan can do? Nothing. He can't come with us. He ain't welcome to heaven no more. Remember, he was already in of heaven. He's not welcome anymore. So we can look at Satan and say, nah, 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 nah. You can't come, devil. You done messed around and got kicked out of heaven. And that's why he's so upset with us because he wants us to go to the same place he's going, the lake of fire. So that's why he lied to us. He tried and convinced us to sin against our God. He manipulates. He sends people our way to have us do wrong when we know we're supposed to do right. Guess what he does? Because he's the father of lies. He's the head demon. Don't listen to him anymore. Listen to the Holy Spirit and be rapture ready. Amen? Let's go to Revelation 22 and be wrapping this up right now. Revelation 22, let's give you some encouraging verses, what the Spirit of God says, and we'll be done. Revelation 22, verse 7 says this, look, this is Jesus speaking, he said, look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. Then he says in verse 12, look, I am coming soon bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And in verse 16 he says this, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. This is Jesus letting you know this is the real McCoy. He's the head honcho talking. Stay ready for the rapture. So when you come soon for us, you'll be ready to go with them. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you so much for your word going forth to encourage us today, to remind us today that we have to stay ready. This life is full of ups and downs and curves and twists and all these things. But only a right relationship with you guarantees our spot in heaven. And we ask right now that you would touch every heart, everyone in the sanctuary, everyone watching us on YouTube, on the television, everyone listening on the radio, wherever they're joining us from today, touch every heart and let them know that today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone, but today is the day of salvation. If that's you and you're here today, and you're listening, you can just keep your eyes closed and red bow. And if you want Jesus as Lord of your life today, all I ask you to do is put your hand up. And God is going to meet you where you are and take you where you are to be. 
we're not everyone no one's going to come forward up front we're not doing that right now but we're going to pray from where you are and we're going to believe for your transformation today are you going to be perfect overnight absolutely not took you years to be so jacked up but the closer you get to Jesus the more of his word you put on the inside the more of the world gets pushed out of you so at this time I'm going to lead you in a prayer everyone at home or wherever you're joining us you can say the prayer as well and Jesus is going to listen to your heart he's not impressed with lip service he's going to listen to your heart and write your names in the Lamb's book of life repeat after me say Lord God I confess that I'm a sinner but today Lord I repent of all my sins and I turn to you wash me clean and make me new thank you Jesus for dying on the cross for me and for being raised on the third day come into my heart Lord Jesus and stay with me from this day forward I am yours and I thank you Lord for saving me in Jesus name Amen and Amen give the Lord a hand clap of praise belongs to God but for real my friends I'm excited about the rapture get excited about that amen not excited ask yourself a question why am I not excited about the rapture well you see at this end of Acts